but I just give people a choice. It's you have the control of the thumb in your yard. Thumbs up that will leave them alone. Thumbs down. They're going down. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. Let's face it, Louisiana can be a little buggy sometimes, and that's why it's really important to know someone who can help you keep pests under control. Enter Barber Laboratories, a 99-year-old pest control supply shop based in Jefferson Parish. This is a third-generation business with a great history in our region. I'm so excited to feature an interview with owner Linda Ald. She wears many hats, business owner, author, pest control expert, and conservationist. As I learned in this conversation, Linda is an absolute wealth of knowledge when it comes to bugs, so much that she's earned the name the Nola Bug Lady by her customers and people who know her. And while she's an expert on solving pest problems, her real passion is in preservation and conservation of nature and the critters that live in it. On this episode, Linda and I talk about her entrance into the family business, the importance of educating and investing in her community, and how she turned her business into her passion. We also talk about the weirdest bug she's ever encountered. We had to. We hope you enjoy. Well, Linda, thank you so much for being on the show. We're excited to have you. I'm happy to be here. I want to start out. I've been asking everybody this question over the last couple of months when we launched the show. We, you know, I want to hear how people are doing. So first and foremost, how are you? How are your family members? How are your loved ones? You know, COVID has certainly been something that's been a challenge. So, so how are you doing? Well, I am so blessed and thankful that my son and I are fine. We have not had the virus and um, that the business is deemed as being essential, thankfully. So we've had regular hours. Of course, at the beginning, people would call in their order and I would just meet them at the door. Mm-hmm. But now you just have to have a mask to get in and uh, for me to chat with you about your pest control problem or if you want to put in a butterfly garden. Well, <laughs> well that's great. I'm glad to hear it. You know, we've, we've heard everything. I've, I've talked to some people who have had COVID and we're thankfully yes. recovered from it. And we've had people like you who have not had it but who have, you know, their businesses have been impacted. So it's been, it's certainly been an interesting and challenging time for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm always happy to hear when people say that they're doing okay. <laughs> so Well, you know, it's just me at the store. So you're not around a lot of people and it's just a one-on-one. And so, you know, we social distance and yeah, yeah sell the plants for the butterflies in the backyard. And so it's outside. Yeah. So it's thankfully everything is going well. Very good. Very good. Well, I want to, I have a lot of questions, so I'm just going to jump right in here. All right. Um, Barber Laboratories is a 99-year-old pest control supply company that's based in Jefferson Parish. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your business? Well, you know, way back in 1921, my grandfather, Ernest R. Barber, established the Barber Entomological Laboratory. (laughs) He was a chemist and he um, concocted these chemical um, products called Bliss, Barber Laboratory Insect Spray. And um, he sold them and he had uh, service technicians that would come to your house and apply them. 
Now today, 99 years later, we're just a retail store, um, but we sell professional products to help you control, you know, roaches, ants, uh, rats and mice. Everybody's got rats and mice right now. Fleas, bed bugs, you know, pretty much all of that. We, we can help you. So your grandfather actually invented a product. Oh, uh, many products. Wow. Many so are any, are any of those still sold in the stores? Well, you know, around the 60s and 70s, I guess 70s, when the Environmental Protection Agency mm. came along, everything changed. So um, the, all the products were going through transition, too, because they were starting to control. Certain products just went off the market. Sure. So we didn't, couldn't get the technical material to make those products. And nowadays, you know, the EPA wants these big chemical companies to be um, manufacturing these products because they require so much technical information. You almost need one person just to handle the paperwork. So, and I'm one person. I don't have a facility anymore to produce these products. So I just say I buy them and sell them. Now, I know you originally were founded in New Orleans, you moved to Jefferson Parish in um, 2006, correct? Yes. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, your experience in Jefferson Parish in just a minute. But, you know, this was founded by your grandfather. It's a third generation family owned business. Did you always know, you know, when you were young that you were going to get into the pest control business? No, you know, unfortunately, my parents divorced when I was young. So mm -hmm. I was I was raised with my mother and wasn't subject to um, that part of the family. And uh, so it wasn't until 1976 that I started working as a secretary for my dad. And, you know, part of the business is that we identify insects. And so in the early 80s, when my dad said, I'm going to be retiring, I had to start learning these bugs, you know, so um, I didn't have to know what was in Australia. I just needed to know what was here. So I figured the best way to do it would be to go out hiking and collect things and bring them in and study them. And I would learn them that way. Wow. And so that's what I started doing. And, you know, once you get into this, you really get hooked because every time you go out on a trail, it's like a little treasure hunt. You just never know what you're going to find. And so you would think that in 43 years, you've seen everything, but no. <laughs> I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a guy bring in an ant that I've never seen before. So, really? you know, it's just, it, it never ends. So um, it's just intriguing. And then in uh, the, I guess it was the 90s, I took a class at the Botanic Garden at City Park on butterfly gardening. And that's when I became a caterpillar mama. Oh, you know, wow. I just, you know, once you, uh, Frances Weldon was my mentor and she, um, the fact that, that she could tell you what the caterpillar was if you just told her the plant it was. I was like, I want to be able to do that. And she said, well, just start raising them and you will. So uh, 127 species I've raised of butterflies and moths. And so it's, it's fun. I really, I love that. And I definitely want to touch upon that in just a little bit, because I think there's a whole, you know, there's the, the pest control side and then there's the butterfly side and it's all of it is so fascinating. But one of the things that I really enjoyed that you just said was that you were learning about all these different types of, of bugs. And, you know, I'm originally, and people who listen to this show will have heard me say this before, but I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the bugs are very different 
but there oh, are yeah. a lot of bugs down here. <laughs> <laughs> we live in bug land. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it really is such a valuable service to have somebody who knows so intricately about these different types of bugs and then the different tools that are used to, I don't want to say kill them, but I guess that's, you know, kill them. I would say control, control, control the issue. Uh, yes, you know, I'm just a very curious person and I'll, you know, you just got to follow through and figure it out. Sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. Sure. <laughs> well, and I, I really love to, and I've talked to a lot of business owners over the, the course of this podcast, which is still pretty, pretty new over the last, I think we established it last year in October and I've had the privilege to talk to a lot of different business owners, but one of my favorite types of stories are these family owned businesses. So businesses that have been passed down through these generations. Um, what does it mean to you to carry the torch of this family owned business? I, I mean, that must be pretty special. Well, you know, the, the great thing about it is that I enjoy what I do. I really like helping people. And sometimes people bring in very interesting bugs that I've never seen before, you know, and uh, it's just intriguing to me that um, there's so many things out there and there's always something to learn. And I like to teach. I'm a teacher at heart. You know, every day I'm teaching somebody something over there. You know, most people, when they come to my uh, company at the end of our conversation, they go, wow, I've learned so much. Well, you're going to learn something when you come to my store. You know, I sell death for pests and promote life for the rest. So you can either go to the turn to the, when you come into the front door, you can turn to the left and go to the pest control, or you can go to the right and go to the learning room and see caterpillars or you know, sometimes if you're lucky, if I have a butterfly that's ready to go, we can release it. So, uh, you know, there's always a surprise at the bug store. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> that's great. Well, and let's talk about that because, you know, you have this expertise in knowing how to get rid of pests, but you also raise butterflies and moths and beetles, and it has gotten you the name Nola Bug Lady, which is just so great. Um, you told us a little bit about how you got so interested in bugs, but I, I love your I love your passion for this. It just kind of shines through very clearly when when we're talking. Well, you know, I love to share the knowledge. It's so important. I'm turning sixty five tomorrow, so. Uh, <laughs> it's just so important to get people interested in this because, you know, I don't want to preach doom and gloom, but out there, you know, I've been hiking for 43 years and there's a lot less critters out there. Mm. It's so important for us to create the oasis in the sea of St. Augustine grass and concrete. You know, I'm a conservationist and preservationist and people are like, wait a minute, you sell pest control but you raise caterpillars. <laughs> you know, it's just that way. I, I enjoy helping people solve their pest problems. And after they, after I help them solve their problem, they don't need me for a while. I just had somebody last week said, when did you move from Broad Street? And I said, well, 1991, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I'm just very um, lucky that, so many of my customers are walk through that door because of word of mouth. You know, my mama sent me over here or my uncle said, go to Barber. <laughs> well, and I, I, I want to ask you how, you know, you said over uh, 125 species of butterflies and moths, you really are such an expert. You know, you talk a little bit about raising these insects and 
you know, going on these trails, but how is that, how is that all translated into your work at Barber? I mean, it just sounds like you have really spent a lot of time, um, learning how to control these pests, but then you're also raising other types of insects. I mean, that's just really cool. Well, it's just, there's a lot less green space out there. And when the people come in to buy their products, it gives me a good opportunity to promote safe use of the products and uh, to where, you know, you can avoid problems when, because a lot of people just don't read the label. You know, we're in that fast paced world where everybody zip, 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 I got to do this, got to do that. So I, you know, I try to understand their situation and give them good information to help them to solve their issue. You know, I don't want them to control it. I want them to solve it. You know, we need uh, push the easy button. Come see the bug lady and let her explain it to you. You know, knowledge is power. Speaking of knowledge, you also know a lot about plants and choosing the best plants to um, attract butterflies and you've done some work to bring that knowledge to communities across the state. So can you talk about raising these butterflies and, and how you've, how you've kind of grown this into something that is so special? Well, butterflies are special. Um, you know, you got to have the right plants to attract the right bugs because they can be picky, you know, and God made this wonderful intricate puzzle of there's this one flower that has to have this particular bee to pollinate it. I mean, you know, it kind of blows your mind when you really get into it, how uh, intricate a puzzle it really is. And when you lose part of that, it just, you know, the diversity just declines. And so I've discovered since 2014 that the use of native plants, gee whiz, just you get all kinds of new bugs coming to your yard. And some people don't want that, but I like having new things visit me. So, uh, yeah, since 2014, I've been on this uh, mission to help monarchs. So I've um, put gardens, butterfly gardens in 17 schools. Wow. I've put way, monarch way stations in seven cities. I've done gardens in uh, welcome centers around the state. Um, I write articles for the several um, plant societies and um, to try to promote the use of these plants. You know, nature is depending on us. And so we have to use pest control wisely and targetedly, and then make some little oasis. You know, we, we don't want to make this wonderful oasis and say, come visit us. But if you do, you'll die. You know, <laughs> we want them to live. Yeah. So yeah, I talk myself out of sales sometimes, but, um, you know, nature is real important because we're all part of it and we're in their territory. They were here before us. So a lot of species were here before us. So putting the right native plants is so important. And recently I've certified my garden. It's through the new Louisiana Certified Habitat Program through the Louisiana Native Plant Society. And I'm gold, baby. You know, they got three levels. I'm gold. I've got 96 species of native plants on my property. And in four and a half years, I think that's pretty good. Wow. You know, I'm not a purist. I do use non-natives because some of them are just really good. You know, so I do a combination of native and non-native and uh, annual and perennial. So they're always changing things. So when you come to my office, you'll see my gardens in the front and the back. 
And uh, when I first moved in four and a half years ago, it was all grass with boxwoods. I was like, gee, this is never going to do. So we dug all that up and just started enhancing the neighborhood. So um, choosing the right plant is so important. You can see my website, nolabuglady.com, for the available plant list every month. And I also post uh, different things about um, events that I'm doing and things that are happening. So uh, I got barbaralaboratories.com and nolabuglady.com and then Facebook pages for each one. So you can see the all the things I'm doing, of course. This year, I'm not doing as much. My 15 events got canceled, but uh, last year I did 24 events to wow. promote native plants. My Go Grow Natives plant project to uh, promote the use of native plants, but also to connect the growers with the garden centers because people want native plants and not many people are selling them. So, but I sell them at my store. So you have this beautiful garden, you're selling plants, the butterflies, and I, I'm not really super familiar with how you raise butterflies, but do you just have butterflies that like show up in your garden? You raise some and others just arrive? <laughs> well, what happens is you see there are two types of plants you have to have for raising butterflies. You have to have the caterpillar host plants, which is what they are eating, consuming. Mm -hmm. And then you have to have the nectar plants for the butterflies because their mm -hmm. tongue is like a straw, you know, and the caterpillar is like an eating machine. So um, when you put in the caterpillar host plants, that's when you get a lot of interaction because the male butterflies seek out the host plants because they know the female butterflies are going to show up eventually to lay eggs. So then you got the courting and the mating and the egg laying and the caterpillars. If you don't want all of that, just put nectar plants, blooming plants, mm -hmm. small ones, tall ones, short ones, flat ones, tubular ones. You want to give them a buffet because all butterflies have different sized tongues. Some of them have short tongues. Some of them have long tongues. So you have to give them a variety. And so, you know, what might work in my yard may not work at all in your yard because every yard is different. Sure. So you have to put out the invitation. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. And, you know, it's very clear, and I've said this over and over again in this conversation, but you know your stuff. Well, if I don't after 43 years, shame on me. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> certainly, certainly. But you wrote, a, you wrote a book about all of this, right? So can, can you tell us a little bit about the book? What, what made you want to, to write this, this uh, story Absolutely. down? Absolutely. Okay, it's Bug Ladies Butterfly Summer, and it's 15 stories of the summer of 2016, it was an excellent summer, so many good adventures, and mm -hmm. I raised all the swallowtails. That was my goal, that I wanted to raise all the swallowtails. I had gone through my pictures and realized I didn't really have, even though I'd raised them a bunch of times, I hadn't gotten really good pictures. And I like to do life cycles of butterflies, you know. So in my book, there's 15 chapters. And at the beginning, you'll see the life cycle of the butterfly that we're going to talk about. And then that you'll have, you know, two, three pages, short stories of how, what I did to, to make it happen. And having those pictures in your mind it helps you create the scene in your mind. And then when you go out in the yard, 
when you see it, you're going to know what it is and you can amaze your friends. They're going to say, how did you know what that was? <laughs> because the bug lady taught me, you know, so um, I like to sneak in the knowledge. It's just fun, you know, knowledge plus fun equals learning. Mm -hmm. So uh, you just got to sneak it in. At the end of each chapter is a list of plants that you can put in to attract them. And so um, it's just fun. And a lot of people use it as their local guide for butterflies that they would see in their, in their yard. So um, it's, it's been recepted very well. I did, I've done a lot of book signings. You can buy it online. Um, there are some other places that sell it too, but um, you can always come to the store and get it there too. So that's great. And I'm all, I'm starting my second book, Adventures in Bugland. So, and those are all going to be um, stories about the Gloucester Arboretum up in Gloucester, Mississippi. Oh, so, okay. um, I'll put that out there coming that's, soon. Well, I don't know how great. soon, but, but in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, writing a book is, is definitely a, a feat. So congratulations to you for finishing one and get, publishing it and then starting another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to stay busy. Well, and you know, I want to talk a little bit, and I think we've touched on this some, but I'm so fascinated by your the conservationist side where you are focusing on raising butterflies and, you know, native plants, and then also the side of you know, keeping some of the unwanted pests under control and, you know, solving those, those challenges and those problems. Do you ever have customers come in and say like, wait, you raise butterflies, but you're also telling me how to like kill bugs. Like what? It, <laughs> like how? Oh yes. You know, um, like somebody will come in and say, Oh, I've got those horrible caterpillars on my citrus tree and I'll, and I'll bring them over to the table and say, I'll show them the picture of the giant swallowtail butterfly and say, did you know it turns into this? Aww. You know, and uh, half of them go, oh, I had no idea. I will never kill them again. And then the other ones are like, are you telling me that you're not going to sell me something now? <laughs> How do you respond to something like that? Do you sell them the things that they need or do you? Well, you know, it all depends. It's just, I try to sell them the least toxic thing possible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the, the main thing. But I just give people a choice. It's you have the control of the thumb in your yard. Thumbs up, that will leave them alone. Thumbs down, they're going down. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, there's just certain things that you, I don't like to have fire ants in my yard, you know, sure. but I just target that individual mound, you know. So mm -hmm. there's things to get around it. You don't have to just broadcast and kill everything because bugs are important. Yeah. Absolutely. I really enjoy that message. Well, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about running your business in Jefferson Parish. You've been in Jefferson since 2006. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience there? I mean, what, what parts of it do you like about being in Jefferson? Well, I tell you the, the thing on the top of the list is that I feel safe, mm -hmm. you know, and that's so important for a, per, a, a person that a woman in business by herself. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, in New Orleans, I did get robbed a couple of times. And oh. I tell you, that was the hardest thing to go back to work after you've had a gun in your face. You know, so um, goodness, safety is the big thing. I mean, I'm across the street from the police department. 
So I feel very safe and everyone there in this area, it's just so, they're so nice. People are so nice, you know? And so it's so important to be working in a condition that you like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And uh, so I think people appreciate the fact that I'm trying to enhance the neighborhood with my gardens and um, trying to help nature. So, and people rely on me, you know, so many people come in, they go, Oh, my, my friend told me, go see the lady, just go see the lady. You know, most people don't know my real name is Linda. You know, they just call me lady, bug lady, you know, <laughs> butterfly lady. You know, that's, that's it. But that's fine. Hey, you'll, <laughs> that's great. You'll, you'll answer to it all. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, you know, we talked about this kind of at the at the top of the show, but, you know, obviously COVID-19 has been challenging for, for many businesses. You mentioned that Barber Laboratories is an essential business. So you were able to stay open. Um, how, how have you been impacted by, by COVID? What has your experience been over these last six months? Have you seen an increase or decrease in, in traffic to your shop? What has that looked like? You know, Barber Laboratories is a seasonal business because pests are seasonal, you know, so you don't see many during the wintertime. That's because it's cold. They're cold-blooded insects. They're, they're huddled in their little, they're, they're shivering just like we are, you know? (laughs) So um, they slow down, their metabolism slows down, their life cycle slow down. And so then when it gets warm and they warm up, then people take notice and say, Hey, I got a problem. Let me go fix it. So, you know, we're very busy in the spring when termites are swarming and everything. And, um, so, and then summer, you got all your summer pests and then wintertime, you know, that's when I get to work on projects that I don't have time for the other parts during the year. Mm -hmm. So, um, I do a lot of writing and that kind of thing. So it's, uh, but the fact that the COVID, a lot of people are scared to go out to the big box stores and it's just me and them. So um, I think that a lot of people are choosing me, which I'm very thankful for uh, because they know that it's, I guess it's safer. You know, you have less chance of uh, being exposed because basically I go to work and then home and then work and then home. <laughs> I mean, you know, I haven't been anywhere. So uh, I'm just really thankful and blessed that it's worked out this way so far. That, that's, that's great to hear. And I think that leads right into my next question, which is, so um, Jedco had launched something called the Spend Local JP campaign a couple of, I guess now a couple of months ago to encourage residents to spend their dollars here in Jefferson Parish on small local businesses, on businesses that are kind of homegrown. And it's just so important for so many different reasons. But, you know, we've also been educating people on when you spend your dollars locally, that dollar goes further in the economy and, you know, can feed back into quality of life and things like that. But as a business owner, how important is it to you and your business that you are supported by your local community? It's very important because, you know, we all want to feel needed and my customers always tell me that hey how much longer are you going to be around who's going to take over because we need you we need you and you know that feels good that feels really good and um i like it that people feel confident that they're coming to me for those answers on their problem their pest control problem 
And so, um, and then also that if they want to raise butterflies and caterpillars, let me tell you, that is so fun to put that butterfly in someone's finger and watch the joy when they are smiling and so happy when they see that butterfly named after them fly off, you know, so it all makes me feel so good. I'm just very, very pleased, blessed, honored that, um, you know, people want to come and see me. I, I truly think that is just so wonderful. And it is, it's amazing to me, all of the things that you do, you're a one person show. <laughs> well, you know, you know how artists, they'll do a particular style of art and then they'll say, okay, done that. Let me do something else. Well, that's kind of been with me. You know, I like to stay busy. So each year I do different projects and try to improve or find a better way to get the message out. So uh, sometimes things work better than others, but um, you know, it's all we can do is keep trying and you know, you only fail when you've quit trying. So we just, Plunge ahead and see what the next day is going to bring us. I think you mentioned you had a son. It, will he take over the business at some point? His business is called a very handy man. Uh, he has no interest in sitting in a pest control store all day long. So not sure what the future holds. Uh, but, you know, I'm 65. I ain't dead yet. So uh, I got a few more years in me. So hopefully and a lot more things to do, a lot more projects to do, a lot more speeches to give and more articles to write. Fantastic, love to hear it. Um, I, I always like to ask a couple of like unusual questions. And I think one of the things that I've, as we've been talking, that's popped into my head, you've seen so many different species of bugs and you still come across new ones. Uh, what is the weirdest bug you've ever seen? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, geez. Um, well, you know, that's a hard question because there's a lot of weirdos out there. Okay. All right. Hickory horn devil caterpillar. Okay. What does that look like? It's, uh, it's about the size of a cigar and it's got a oriental like dragon head hmm. and um, it's, it's really gorgimoso. Wow. It turns into the regal moth, but you can Google Hickory Horn Devil, and plus, it's in my book. Okay. It's one of the chapters of my book. Uh, so you and just have to check it out. And they're local? Like, you can find it's a. It's called a monstrous marvel. Wow. It, and, yes, they are local, and uh, it's, it's one of the giant silk moths. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. And you, when you go out into the, into the woods and when you're hiking and doing these things, are you doing it mostly around here? Or do you go all over the state? Do you travel to other states to do that? I do Louisiana, Mississippi, a little bit of Alabama and a little bit of Florida through the last 40 years, but mostly Louisiana, Mississippi. Um, I do butterfly surveys for the North American Butterfly Association, Great. and that's eight weekends of every summer for the last 25 years. And um, so you can go on their website, NABA, North American Butterfly Association. You can go on their website and we're region 10. We do the Honey Island Swamp. We do uh, Bunny Caray Spillway, but we do all kinds of things up in uh, the Delta National Forest. And each one's different and we see different things. So it's just more fun. Yeah. So a butterfly survey, you're just going out and, and looking for them or are you counting? How, how does that work? 
it's a it's fashioned after the Ottoman bird count, but with butterflies. Oh, cool. So we go to a specific area and we walk through and whatever we see, we write it down. And at the end, we've done a survey. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll be going to Honey Island this Saturday. Wonderful. Well, I hope you enjoy that. And then I'm just, I have one last question. This is always what I ask at the very end. Is there anything that you'd like to share that I didn't ask? Oh my, well, um, there are a lot of great native plant societies out there that you can hook up with. Um, we have the Orleans Audubon Society and the Louisiana Native Plant Society, but we also have a new native plant society here in New Orleans called NPI, Native Plant Initiative. And uh, they are great because when they have a meeting, then wherever they're having the meeting, they put in a flower bed of native plants. So um, it's not a talk about group, it's a do group, you know. So, uh, and anytime you're with folks like that, you're gonna learn something and pass on something you know. So it's a great opportunity to make new friends and to learn something and get access to more native plants. So great. I am, this has been such an illuminating conversation. I've really enjoyed uh, just meeting you and learning your story and just, what you do is so wonderful. I love that you, you know, you're letting people know that there are ways to control, but you're also informing the public about all these different ways that you can preserve and conserve nature and, and those species that are just, you know, so beautiful that we want to survive and live on. So I just, I, I think it's fantastic the way that you, you run your business and the way that you live. That's just. Oh, wonderful. thank you. Well, educate, conserve and preserve. Well, I, I know uh, you probably have to get on over to your shop. Yep, so I'll, going to I'll work. You... <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Oh, this has been so much fun. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for this opportunity to share my information with everybody in Jefferson Parish. And thank you, Jedco. Thank you, Kelsey. A special thanks to Linda for taking time out of her busy schedule to be on the show. If this episode piqued your interest in butterflies and bugs, we've got you covered. Check out the podcast page on our website for links to some of the businesses and organizations that Linda mentioned during the show. I want to get serious here for just a moment. Hurricane Laura devastated parts of Southwest Louisiana. Over 80,000 people in Lake Charles have been impacted by the storm and many more across the state. JEDCO joins a team of professional organizations that are collecting donations for the Southwest Louisiana Economic Development Alliance to help aid in recovery efforts. Business communities and organizations are in dire need right now. Please consider supporting our efforts with a donation to the Southwest Louisiana Economic Development Alliance Foundation, a 501c3 corporation. You can make a tax-deductible donation at paypal.me slash SW Alliance Foundation. That's paypal.me slash SW Alliance Foundation. Every little bit helps. We continue to help businesses navigate through the COVID-19 pandemic with new resources and information on our website. We've also launched the Spend Local JP campaign to encourage residents to spend their dollars locally. We have a great page with different ways your businesses can get involved. Find both web pages at jedco.org. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our podcasts are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our show, 
please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. Again, you can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at casegram at jedco.org. I love hearing from you. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.